time is it? Why, it's time for the Abbott and Costello Show. We're on the air for ABC here in Hollywood. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go with the Abbott and Costello Show. It's the Abbott and Costello Show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood for your listening pleasure with Susan Miller and Matty Malnick's orchestra. So hold on to your chairs, folks, for here they are, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. All right, all right, Costello. What are you running for? Out of my way, Abbott. I'm running to stop a fight. Who's fighting? Me and another guy. <laughs> you coward running away from a fight. He closed up both my eyes, then I saw the light, and then I quit. If your eyes were closed, how could you see the light? He made a hole on top of my head. <laughs> Costello, in a fight, you've got to keep cool. Yeah? When I get in a fight, I use my head. Abbott, you got a point there. <laughs> And it's on the top of your head. Yeah, no, no. Never mind that. Was it a tough fight? Was it a tough fight? Yes. I never took so many rabbit punches in my life. One rabbit punch after another. Uh, who were you fighting? A rabbit. I... <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on you, Luke Costello. Afraid of one rabbit. When a fight started, Abbott, I was fighting one rabbit. But by the end of the first line, I was fighting 50 of them. <laughs> And you told me there used to be a prize fighter. Well, I was a prize fighter. I'll never forget the time I fought a guy named One-Eyed Lewis. Was it uh, an exciting fight? Was it. When the bell rang, I sneaked around in back of him. That's good. You sneaked around in back of him? Yeah, then all of a sudden, wham! He knocked me out. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Let's get this straight. One-Eyed Lewis knocked you out and he only had one eye? Yes, the dirty double-crosser. How did I know it was in the back of his head? Oh, get him out! <laughs> Ah, they're hot tonight, so don't go away. Abbott and Costello will be back after just the time it takes to tell this. Baby, nice baby. I'll park you right here, baby, and then I'll pick you up later, baby. Costello, why do you call that old broken-down car baby? 
Every day I have to change the seat covers. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> How can you drive a car that looks as bad as that one? Yeah, but I'm a good driver. Last week I was riding along Vine Street and the car was coming straight on me on the wrong side of the road. I made a quick turn, drove through a plate glass window, down five flights of stairs, and I crashed into a solid wall. And that's pretty good driving. <laughs> what do you mean, pretty good driving? Well, I avoided an accident. <laughs> I know it, you idiot. You don't know how to drive. Oh, no? I was chosen as the California Driver of the Week, and I was invited to the city hall to receive a medal from the mayor, but he didn't show up. What happened to him? On the way down, I ran over him. <laughs> you mean to tell me you drove that heap downtown? How, how did you ever get it through the Third Street Tunnel? I beg your pardon? I say, how did you get that heap through, through a th the Third Street Tunnel? <laughs> There's a hole on the other end. Oh. <laughs> well, how, how did you ha happen to run over the mayor? I've got so many safety stickers on my windshield, I couldn't see where I was going. Uh, I understand, Costello, that you also fly a plane. Yes, sir. I'm a skywriter for Honest John. <laughs> really, folks? I was up there yesterday writing, Honest John sells anything. And then I had to come down on my parachute. What happened? While I was up there, he sold the plane. <laughs> I don't, believe, I don't believe that you can even fly a plane, Lou Oh, no? I fly so good I had an offer to join the Russian Air Force Who made you the offer? Marshal Stalin Marshal... Marshal Stalin? You mean Stalin I'm using the European pronunciation <laughs> This is ridiculous. You never flew a plane in your life. Oh, talk sense, Abbott. Uh, wait a minute. Come here. Show me where it says that in the script. Right there. And <laughs> it also says that I was a crackerjack flyer during the last war, but I had to give it up. Why? Did you ever try to fly a crackerjack? Oh. <laughs> Will you please stop? You weren't even in the last war. Oh, no. I flew two days with the Eagle Squadron. Then they kicked me out. Why? You can't fool an eagle. I... <laughs> they got mad because I couldn't lay an egg. Hey, look, Costello, it's a cop Oh, yeah uh, Who owns that broken-down, beat-up midget hot rod that's parked in the alley? That's my car, officer Yeah, yeah, yeah well, you better What about down. it? <laughs> you better come and get it, the rats are dragging it down the sewer I... <laughs> Oh, you're one of those wise cops, huh? Where do I come around? Where, 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 do, where do you come around here with tickets for the next policeman's ball? Yeah, what do you do? I won't dance with you. <laughs> oh, you're a wise guy, eh? I'll take care of you. See this rubber hose? Yeah. Well, start talking. Okay, which end do I talk into? <laughs> oh, enough of this nonsense, officer. We're not breaking any laws. Now jump on your motorcycle and get out of here. Okay, here I go. Well, what, what's the matter, officer? I just remembered I haven't got a motorcycle. I walked over here. <laughs> Hello, Hello, boys. boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Castilla. It's it's Susan Miller.
all the excitement, boys. I just saw a policeman come out of here. Oh, Susan, he's a policeman that bakes those cookies. I buy all my policeman cookies from him. Policeman cookies? Ain't you ever heard of cupcakes? Cup... <laughs> now, wouldn't that crack your frosting? <laughs> Quiet, Costello. Susan, I understand that you've broken off your engagement to Costello. Yes. Every day he gets fatter and fatter. It ain't my fault. I started weighing myself on a drugstore scale, scale last year. The first time the little card came out, I said, you weigh 116 pounds. Every year for the past year, I weigh myself on those scales. And this morning when the little card came out, I said, you weigh 310 pounds. Well, how come you weigh so much? My pockets are full of those little cards. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Costello, you may be fat, but you sure are cute. Oh, Susan, will you kiss me? Oh, I can't. It'll smear my lipstick. Let me put my arms around you. Mm, I couldn't do that. It'll wrinkle my dress. Let me hold your hand. Oh, no. It would ruin my nail polish. I'll tell you what let's do. Let's take off our shoes and wiggle our toes at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Costello, you can't... (laughs) You can't expect Susan to kiss you. You've got to wait until after you're married. That's right, Costello. On Mondays, I'll hug you. On Tuesdays, I'll squeeze you. On Wednesdays, I'll kiss you. On Thursdays, I'll cuddle you. That's okay, but I'd like to get Fridays off. Why? (laughs) Why? A man's got to have some fun. You know, Costello, on second thought, I'm not going to marry you. You run around too much, and you can cancel our date for tonight, because I'm going out with Van Johnson. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Lord, huh? Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Van Johnson, huh? Uh-huh. What has Van Johnson got that I haven't got? I said, what has Van Johnson got that I haven't got? You know, folks, sometimes silence is more insulting than conversation. <laughs> so long, Fatso. Well, you know what? Uh, next, next page. Okay. You know. <laughs> well, Abbott, that settles. I ain't going to her house anymore. Her front porch is all busted anyhow. What do you mean? So is this lighter. <laughs> what do you mean by the last remark? <laughs> She's got a loose board in her porch. Every time I walk in the house, the board flies up and slaps me in the face. <laughs> slaps you in the face? It's even more embarrassing when I walk out. I... <laughs> Costello, I don't blame Susan Miller for throwing you over. You'd make a terrible husband. You're never home. You never do any work around the house. Oh, I do so. I worked all day in my garden yesterday. I planted a row of onions, a row of radishes, a row of corn, a row of radishes. Then I put in some peas, then another row of radishes, some beans, some more radishes. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Why did you put in every other row of radishes? I can't help it. Radishes always repeat on me. (laughs) When I get through planting, I had to hang tinsel and popcorn balls on my orange tree. Wait a minute. You put tinsel and popcorn balls on your uh, orange trees? Yep. Uh, who told you to do that? My gardener. He told me the trees needed trimming. I... <laughs> Look, if you want your tree to produce good oranges, it's got to be trimmed before the sap rises. Before the sap rises? Yes. What time do you get up? I or... <laughs> You idiot. I'll bet you don't even know what kind of oranges grow on your tree. Oh, I don't. Thank you. I don't. No. I don't know what kind of oranges grow on my tree. You certainly don't. The regular ones. The round ones. Right. No, no, no. 
no. You tell the difference in oranges by the color of the juice. Did oh. you ever squeeze one of your oranges? Sure. What came out? Milk. Mi <laughs> milk, milk. How could your orange... <laughs> Silly. How could your oranges have milk in them? Well, I got the tree from a nursery. Right. <laughs> Enough of this nonsense. We're going to your house. I want to take a look at that orange tree. <laughs> Say, that, that is a pretty tree, Costello. Look, there's a big crow sitting up on top of the tree. Look at it. Hey, that crow's got a lot of nerve. Hand me my sawed-off shotgun, Abbott. Here it is. Hey, this gun hasn't got any handle on it. How do you like that? I sawed off the wrong end. <laughs> I'll teach that crow to eat my oranges. Watch me get him. <laughs> was that a crow? No. That was, the, that was only the buzzard that lives next door. <laughs> Come on, Castell. Let's see what happened. Costello. That was your neighbor, Mrs. Witherspoon. That's Mrs. Witherspoon that you shot at. She's coming over here, and she's good and mad. Look at her. Ah, uh -huh. there you are, you little fat assassin. How dare you shoot at me when I was up in that tree putting oranges in my bucket? <laughs> That'll teach you to keep your bucket out of my tree. <laughs> I'm tired of people stealing my oranges. No oranges. Well, it so happens that your orange tree hangs over into my yard, and the law says that whatever hangs over my fence belongs to me. Oh, yeah? Yes. Look, Mrs. Witherspoon, did you ever see a fat man standing at a bar? Yes, what about it? Does the part that hangs over belong to the bartender? <laughs> now, now, Costello, apologize to Mrs. Witherspoon for knocking her out of that tree. Go ahead. She ought to apologize to me. What did I do? When I shot you out of that tree, you landed on my hedge and bent my verbena and fractured my hollyhocks. Well, I've had enough of both of you. I'm taking you into court. I'll teach you to fire a shotgun at a defenseless woman. All I was doing was picking a few oranges. A few oranges? Look, Mrs. Witherspoon, <coughs> I've been watching you for weeks. I didn't mind when you reached up and took a few oranges for breakfast. I didn't mind when you come out and filled your apron with my oranges. But today, when you climbed my tree with your bucket and hung from a branch with your nose so you could pick with both hands, that I don't like. <laughs> Now, while the boys are backstage cooking up the next act, let's eavesdrop on this.
Okay, boys, let's go. Here's the second act. Curtain going up. Hey, Costello, here's Susan Miller and Maddie Malnick's orchestra. Yes, Abbott, and here's a good place to use them. Here they are, folks, the musical talent of the Abbott and Costello Show. <laughs> I have words that do not come from children's books. There's a trick with a knife I'm learning to do. And everything I've got belongs to you. I've a powerful anesthesia in my fist. And the perfect wrist to give your neck a twist. There are hammerlock holes I'm learning to do And everything I've got belongs to you Share for share, share alike You get struck each time I strike You for me, me for you I'll give you plenty of nothing I'm not yours for better but for worse and I've learned to give that well-known witch's curse. I've a terrible tongue, a temper for two. And everything I've got belongs to you. Share for share, share alike. You get struck each time I strike. You for me, me for you. I'll give you plenty of nothing. I'm not yours for better, but for worse. And I've learned to give that well-known witch's curse. I've a terrible tongue, a temper for two. And everything I've got belongs. Everything I've got belongs. Everything I've got belongs to you. Order in the court. I'll have a root beer. <laughs> quiet, quiet. Order in the court. Court of Common Pleas now in session. First case out of Miss Witherspoon versus Lucas Dello. Please, Mrs. Witherspoon. Can't we drop this case? I didn't mean to shoot at you. I'm the kindest hearted guy in the world. Last week I found a little sparrow with a broken leg and I took it home and mended the leg. Would you do that for me? Break your leg and find out. <laughs> well, Costello, I'm willing to drop the whole case if you'll give me 50 cents to get a new bucket. No, you don't. No, you don't. Costello. What? If you give this woman that money, it's an admission of guilt. You think so? Certainly. But Abbott, she's willing to drop the case. Nothing doing. You're going to fight this case, even if it goes as high as the Supreme Court. It may go higher than that. They may take it before John L. Lewis. <laughs> Don't worry, Costello. I'll see that you get a fair trial. Here, here, here. Stop that whispering in my court. Just a minute. Who are you? I'm the judge. Judge? Yes. You justice? I'm justice. I should say I am justice. I'm just as good as you are. <laughs> get back there. Behave yourself. Now, where's my gravel? Uh, oh, Your Honor, you, you mean gavel. I mean gravel. 
I keep sliding off this bench. <laughs> Will the jury please be seated in the jury box? <laughs> How do you like that? I always keep forgetting to put seats in that jury box. <laughs> All right, we're ready for the case of Mrs. Witherspoon versus Lucas Tello. I will now call the roll of the jury. Oh. Frank Witherspoon, Oscar Witherspoon, Harry Witherspoon, Joe Witherspoon, John Witherspoon, Paul Witherspoon, Everett Witherspoon, Just Harold a minute, Witherspoon. just a minute. Abbott, I thought you said I was going to get a fair trial. Mrs. Witherspoon's got a whole family on that jury. Everybody's name is Witherspoon. Quiet, you jerk. Thank You'll you. get a fair trial as sure as my name is Charlie Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> Abbott, I'm being persecuted. Now, now, young man, have no fear. You'll get a fair trial. Everybody in this courtroom is not named Witherspoon. Why, we have an alternate juror named Morgan. Morgan? How did he get in there? He married one of the Witherspoon girls. <laughs> All right. Now, to show you that this is going to be a fair trial, young man, I'm going to hear both sides of the case. And, Costello, I listen to your side first. Your Honor? Fine. Now I'll hear the other side of the case. <laughs> <laughs> Castillo, I think you're being railroaded. Railroaded? The way this case is moving, they're sending me by Air Express. <laughs> Just a minute, Costello. I'll stand by you. I'll defray the cost of this trial myself. I'll defend this case if it costs me $10,000. Abbott, have you got any chewing gum on you? Yeah, here you are. Don't forget, you owe me a nickel. <laughs> Abbott, if you don't mind, I'll handle my own case. What do you know about law? I was the smartest law student that ever graduated from Vassar. Vassar? You dope. Vassar is a, a girl's school. Well, it takes a smart guy to get away with that, don't it? <laughs> All right, stop that whispering. Let's get on with the trial. Costello, take the stand. Now, tell me, where were you on the night of May 15th? I was home in bed. Hmm, should have been with me. I had a heck of a time. <laughs> <laughs> now, <clears throat> continue. Uh, where were you on the night of January 15th, 1949? <laughs> Come, come January 15th, 1949 That'll come up until next year A pretty weak alibi <laughs> Enough of this paddle, Dad Let's get on with this trial I don't have to stand for this guff My husband is a big man in this town He's a big steel magnet Mrs. Witherspoon He certainly got a load of junk When he picked you up <laughs> How dare you How dare you insult Mrs. Witherspoon that's the most contemptible thing I've heard in all my years at the bar. If you spent less time at the bar, you wouldn't be so contemptible. <laughs> I've got a good mind, Mr. Costello, to send you to Alcatraz. Well, now, there's a break, Costello. If they send you to Alcatraz, I know the warden, and I can get you a soft job. What kind of a job would you like to have? I'd like to be a traveling salesman. <laughs> I wish my Uncle Tom was here. He was a great lawyer. He handled the Dreyfus case. You mean Alfred Dreyfus from Devil's Island? No, Reckless Dreyfus from Santa Monica. <laughs> come, come, Costello. Before we proceed with the trial, who is your defense counsel? I will defend myself. Hmm. Have you ever handled a lawsuit before? Once I defended a man who was charged with becoming engaged to 20 women at the same time just to get the money. Did the man go free? I'm here, ain't I? <laughs> Very well, very well. Let's proceed with the case. Costello, do you wish to cross-examine the plaintiff, Mrs. Witherspoon? Yes, I would. Mrs. Witherspoon, take the stand. Nice going, Costello. <clears throat> now, Mrs. Witherspoon, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I certainly do. Abbott, we're licked before we start. 
Mrs. Witherspoon, why don't you stop stealing oranges out of other people's trees? And you shot me? How dare you? Oh, you're a Costello. You're a witness, Judge. You can have her. I don't want to. She's so bad for me! Here, 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 here. Order, order. Order in the court. Step down, Mr. Witherspoon. Costello, have you anything to say in your own defense? Costello, you'd better make a strong plea to the jury. Things look pretty black for you. Appeal to their sympathies. Okay, Abbott. Make it strong. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, fellow citizens and that great benefactor of the downtrodden, the protector of the common man, Judge Witherspoon. I stand before you today an accused criminal. It is not my fault. I'd like to tell you the story of my life. At the age of six months, my mother threw me out of the house. <laughs> By the time I was two years old, I was... I was... Well, tall enough to reach the doorknob. So I opened the door and walked back in again. <laughs> she threw me out again. I had to support myself, so I got a job selling patent leather pumps. But there was no money in it. Very few people want to pump patent leather. <laughs> For years, I roamed around the country. Then one day, I dropped into a burlesque show, and I saw her. She was a third girl from the end. She had cold black hair. Tons of it. I used to help her shovel it into her snood. She was a dancer. She used to kick her right leg up in the air. On the way down, she'd catch it. <laughs> By this time, I was desperate, so I got a job with a piano moving company. That was in 1945. We moved the piano from Missouri to Washington. <laughs> then they laid me off. I got a card from that company this morning. It says, come back to work November 7th. <laughs> Your Honor, I rest my case. Nice work, Costello. You've got the judge crying. That was one of the saddest stories I ever heard. <laughs> and I do mean sad. <laughs> Has the jury reached a verdict? We have, Your Honor. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Yes. We find this boy. Yes. Guilty! <laughs> Costello, I sentence you to 20 years on the rock pile. But, Your Honor, don't you remember me? I used to live across the street from you. One time when you were sick, I ran for the doctor. By George, you're right. Make it 10 years. Remember the time your little boy got his bicycle stolen and I brought it back? I do remember that. Make it five years. Remember the night you came home drunk and you ran over a man and I was your witness and swore it was his fault? By George, that's right. Make it one year. Oh, but, Judge, you want me to serve a year in jail after all I've done for you? Why, Judge, I'm the guy who introduced you to your wife. 20 years ago! <laughs> get him out of here before I murder him! Get out of this courtroom! And that's not quite all, folks. Stick around a minute and the boys will be back for a curtain call.
fellow. If you'd have let me handle your case tonight, I'd have got you off. I know that, Judge. Well, if you know the judge, maybe you can get me and my, my no-good brother Pat out of jail. What's he in for? Stealing bacon. He's no good. If he's no good, why do you want him out of jail? We're all out of bacon. Good night, folks. <laughs> good night. Good night to everybody in Patterson. Listen each Wednesday night at this time for another great Abbott and Costello show, produced and transcribed in Hollywood by Charles Banda, and featuring Susan Miller and Matty Malnick in his orchestra. So goodbye until this same time next Wednesday. Be sure to stay tuned for the outstanding entertainment which follows throughout the evening on this ABC station.